Welcome to another episode of Date Night with Jacob Page. It's the first episode after the new year. Okay. Happy New Year. Well, it works because it's like a new year resolution, oh, right? To have on the yeah. Burn Boot Camp folks, Devin and Morgan Klein, who I found out tonight, I have known since before they were even Devin and Morgan Klein. Yeah, I, and I didn't quite realize how often they had been on your show. Oh, I mean, like, yeah. really, way to wear out the guests. They're OGs, I know. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, listen, when you find good ones, you keep them. But truly, I mean, you got them, you got them at the beginning of this crazy spike. And now there's, what, 187 burn boot camps in the country or something I like that? I thought you said 137, maybe 187. There's a lot. There's there will a, probably be 187 by the time this podcast And you know what it is? Live. 187, whatever it is, foam floors. Uh-huh. We talk about the foam floors, which was that's a fun story. It's like he got locked out of the gym, and the people are like, we'll follow you wherever you go as long as you build the floor. Guys, this is a good one. Devin and Morgan, if you're not familiar with the burn boot camp model, they are like taking over the fitness world. And they are an awesome couple with two itty-bitty young kids, three and one. And Devin talks early on. We talk about how he was basically shunned by his high school friends because his dad was in jail. Hmm. He and Morgan have been a girlfriend-boyfriend since they were 12, which... Is, is a very that a 12-year-old way to say girlfriend boy yeah. <laughs> dating We are boyfriend <laughs> and girlfriend. How old are you? Perfect. <laughs> we talked about professional life. We talked about home life. We talked about it all. And we got them to consume more than three grams of sugar via alcohol, which I think is probably unusual for both of them. I feel horrible about myself. I am proud of us. <laughs> Enjoy. Oh, yeah. Dating night with Jacob Page, y'all. You know what time it is. So pull up a seat, grab a glass of wine, and take off your pants. <laughs> so, guys, we're pumped that you can make it. We're all, first of all, escaping our children. We've got yeah. babysitters at home here for the date night. I've got volcano sauce. <laughs> Jake's got volcano sauce. Yeah, this is the first time I've ever officially drank on a podcast, so I'm, yeah, I feel yeah. honored. Well, oh. we do too. Yeah, I'm a little nervous now. Like, what? I feel like something's going to go really wrong What's really he quickly. Say? Right? Is volcano sauce local? Morgan was asking, but I don't. I don't remember what you said. Mid sip. Um, Sorry. It is no. It is from Herndon, Virginia. Oh, well, that's local to me. Aslan Brew. It is local for you. Aslan yeah. Brewing. Volcano sauce sour ale has blackberries, blueberries, <laughs> milk, sugar, and vanilla. Yeah, the milk sugar, I wasn't so sure about. Uh-uh. I'm all in it? on milk sugar. I she knew that because she read the ingredients. Did, did you read? read? Oh, look at you. See, I just tip number one. Yeah, yeah. Already coming out. Gotta us. know what's going into the body. All right, guys. Oh. So we know, I know you guys from yeah. Good Day Charlotte. You mm-hmm. were some of our very first guests. Mm-hmm. Uh, you truly might have been like our first week. But, and it was, you guys were new too. So we launched Good Day in 2014. You guys launched Burn in 2012. Yep. Is mm-hmm. that right? Mm-hmm. That's right? So you were pretty new when yeah. you when you started coming on the show. We were like, we were in a parking lot first. So like right. for the first couple of years. So like we were really new to like actually being inside, sure. and like having air conditioning. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah, you, you like gave us the opportunity really to like spread the message in Charlotte. And we've been on every month for like, what three or four years? Ever yeah. since, well, five years now. What yeah, is there? Been ever since. So. Are there? A, do you have another guest or duo that has that been consistent? on? That is amazing. Yeah, I, I feel so. like is that a record? They really I like mean, us. I think it means you're our favorites. I think okay. she wants a record. Did we just become best friends? <laughs> I think we did. Right out of the gate. <laughs> I feel we like we might need we an award in the next time we I go. Know. <laughs> well, your your uh, Irish car bomb wine glass doesn't count as enough of an award, there, Morgan. <laughs> you know what? I am going to cherish this. As okay. A, as a token of appreciation. Thank you. 
Yeah, so a lot has happened, I assume, since the first time you came on Fox. I, I heard multiple children, right? You said Paige has got yep. me through my last You've two. You've seen both. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Paige has seen both pregnancies, Cameron and Maxwell. So, yes, we have a almost three-year-old and Cameron, um, our daughter, and then Maxwell uh, just turned a year in December. So, yeah, lots happened from the family Weeds. front and obviously the business front, too. And she, and she got, and, and Paige uh, pretty much was like, hey, you can't come back unless you bring your daughter. Yeah. And so you're we responsible. Had her on air. Yeah. So our daughter was on air. That was pretty cool. Well, I, you, come on. You can't, and she's like, she was a belly for like nine and a half months. And yeah. then all of a sudden you come and you're like empty. I'm like, the baby is here. You can't show up and not bring the baby, especially in the lump stage. The lump stage is the best because you yeah. know that they can just come and they'll sit there and be yeah. a lump and like, sleep was, through it. And they're like just sat, cute. Sat in the car seat. Um, on set and yeah. did nothing. So yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's sort of our origin story in terms of how I know you guys. We know each other. This is your first time meeting Jake, I think, in person. Right? Yeah, yeah, in person. But you're so hilarious on Instagram that <laughs> like, and, and I always follow Paige, and so through Paige, like through osmosis, I always see your stuff. Yeah. And you and your family are hilarious. So I feel like I already know you a, a, a little bit. Uh, thanks. I, really, it's just wind up my daughter and let her run around. Yeah, <laughs> and then do commentary. <laughs> just, it, it, do commentary. And then tease her. It's like yeah, she. She is a uh, like a seventy one year old woman and a five year old woman. She's Child's got a, the body. perfect name for that too. She so. does June, June old yeah. June. Aww. Yeah. Well, thanks. We uh, we have fun, but yeah, I know we were excited to get you on the show. Okay, so on the way over here, so you when you, when did your book come out? Stop starting over. So it came out last August. Okay, so mm-hmm. Devin is a, an author as well. Start stop starting over is the name of your book, and I was looking through, um, and we we read portions on the show when you came on and things like that too. But we want so the goal of of this here tonight is to get kind of beyond what people can get elsewhere necessarily on the show or in the book or you know etc. But you got you have a pretty fascinating origin story yourself in terms of your upbringing and then how you guys have known each other since you were 12. Yeah. Right? Crazy. Yeah. Which is very unique. So can you give us kind of at least the cliff notes there so that people kind of have a little context in case they're not familiar with your story? Yeah, we can like kick it back and forth, but I'll start. Uh, so Morgan, and I grew up in Battle Creek, Michigan. Uh, we knew each other since we, were, we met when we were 12 years old. And uh, where's Battle Creek on the glove? Isn't that the Michigan? everybody so does the glove? First, yeah. you have to do the other hand on the glove. Oh, hi. Oh, dear. Okay. Oh, dear. Well, that then seemed like a basic geography <laughs> no, lesson. Sorry. Battle Creek is southwest. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wait a minute. Is it near Royal Oak? Royal, Royal Oak's Oak on the other is side. The other side. <sighs> yeah. Because why did you just sigh exasperatedly? This is Jake's. I was born in Royal Oak. Fame. I love Royal Oak. Great yeah. area. I'm. Yeah. I, I was there for like seven minutes, and then. <laughs> what was your favorite part I'm of Royal Oak? Yeah, the one. The, yeah. Well, the one they flipped the strip mall oh. down south eastern Royal mm-hmm. Oak, and I haven't been back since. Oh. What did, were you talking about? <laughs> You're from the other side of the glove. Okay, the good. other side. Right, the other side. And uh, met Morgan. Uh, actually, fell in love with her before she fell in love with me at uh, 12 years old. I got puppy love, I guess you can call it. And uh, I come from a rough upbringing, so not to get like dramatic or anything, no. but. When I grew up, my uh, father was in and out of prison. My mother left me when I was 13 years old. I uh, grew up on, on food stamps a couple blocks away from the projects in Battle Creek, Michigan, uh, you know, where most people are, you know, and would call you a hopeless prospect, you know. And so Morgan really saved me, really. I mean, her family took me in, and her uh, uh, mother, her sister, and her stepfather were basically like my family growing up along with my older brother and, and, his, and his wife. And uh, Morgan, why don't you kind of take us through the high school years? Yeah, so I mean, we met in sixth grade, and Devin's family dynamic is much different than mine. Um, I have a completely loving and supportive family that you know has been there. My father did pass away when I was five years old, mm. um, but I have a great stepfather. And yes, you know, we did we did see Devin go through some of those hardships, and my family 
brought him in, you know, holidays and if he needed a place to stay. And so Devin and I were really close all through high school. We dated on and off. Um, I did break up with him for an older guy. But Wait a minute. There was a little wow. bit. It still hurts. She saved me. It still hurts. Broke my heart. <laughs> yes. That saved me again. Okay, got See it. See how that works? Right. Yep, I do. Yep. Hey, it's there all. There had to be some drama. Come yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. Yes, a little too perfect. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we had a little bit of time there where Devin saw me in the hallway and looked the other way, Uh-oh. but, uh, we came back together senior year and, uh, we've been together ever since. So I've watched him, um, really excel in sports. Sports was kind of his savior as well. And I'm sure he'll talk a little bit about that, but we went to different colleges. Um, he was, um, recruited from central Michigan. I was Western Michigan. If anyone's from Michigan, you know, those are rival schools, um, but stayed stayed dating throughout long distance relationship. Um, Were you an athlete too? I was not an athlete in college, but I was in high school. Okay. She yeah. could have played. Yeah, yeah. I had no desire like Devin did, but um, same, same, yeah. same. Absolutely. I was same. at college for I the party. Could have been a pro, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. What sport? Um, I don't. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I could have been one. And, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, we were rival schools, but. Um, then Devin was drafted to play in the minor leagues, so minor league baseball as a pitcher. And I went on and excelled in the corporate world from Kellogg's. So Kellogg's is actually, their corporate is in Battle Creek, Michigan, where we grew up. So um, that's really kind of where that story goes. And then we kind of took different paths but stayed together. So he was excelling in you know, his um, minor league baseball. I was excelling in corporate world and that came to a halting stop for Devin. Yeah, I got released, uh, which is, for those, it's an easy way of saying you got fired. Right. Right? It's right. like, I got released. Oh, okay, you got <laughs> fired because you weren't good enough. Um, <laughs> so I basically wasn't good enough to play in the big leagues. And uh, Who were you with? I was with Who's the San Francisco Giants. Okay. Yeah, their organization. And so my whole life, I you know, ne- was never really like the most talented athlete, but ha- like forcefully, I couldn't go home because if I went home, I knew it was waiting for me there, Uh you know, a a swift beaten or some type of verbal abuse or just a bad situation, right? And so I used this uh, field as the escape. And so on, you know, early mornings, late nights on the field, first one there, last one to leave type thing, ended up getting drafted on the back of just like hard work and work ethic. Uh, so played three seasons, knew I wasn't going to make it, didn't want to go spend the 10 years of the the grind to try to make the big leagues when I right. knew I had more to offer to the world. And so during that whole time I was playing college ball and professional ball, I traveled and uh, I stayed with host families. And host yeah. families were really, really cool because it got uh, gave me a chance to get to see what I was missing when I grew up. And these families started mm. to become like my families. Mm-hmm. And their problems were still unhappiness, but it was it was the the route to get to unhappiness wasn't physical abuse and alcoholism. It was more like um, I eat like crap all the time, so I feel like crap, and I don't work out, I don't move my body, and so I started to realize how uh, my uh, just natural presence would kind of cultivate into some happiness through energy through uh-huh. them and everything like that. So can I pause you please. one second here because uh, we'll get back into the where you came from that to where you guys started burning all that. But as a parent, I don't know if you're thinking the same thing, but as a parent, knowing you only now, Devin, I can't imagine ever meeting you and thinking that you would be a bad influence on my daughter or what have you, but knowing a little bit about your home life, and I'm thinking as your parents, when you're 12 or 13 or 14, your boyfriend comes home and you know whatever's going on with him at home, you can't help but think, what is he? what kind of influence is he going to bring onto my daughter and things like oh, that yeah. too? And you guys have a, a, both a daughter and a son now, but 
Yeah. In no, particular, I, I guess mean, there is, was that ever, yeah, was that ever an issue? Like, there was most definitely resistance at yeah, first. For sure. of and, and not only from her family, but everyone, like everyone, yeah. I got what, mad like, disrespect like, just yeah, because like, of don't, my family. Don't date Devin. Huh. You know, he had, comes from a bad family. Yeah. He's going to grow up that way. It's just, it's not a good influence. You know, there was most definitely, and my family too, you know, I had a, I had to talk them into Devin and convince them of that and let them really see who he really was and not just because of his dad and mm-hmm. i mean even our friends like devin wouldn't get invited to certain parties you know because the parents were like no you know his dad's in jail and i, I remember mean, ha- i remember having to hide like there's a bonfire a party, yeah i had to and my friends invited me and i went anyway he I, had to, in, I had to like hide around the garage when their parents would come so that they wouldn't see me there and uh. so that i could ha- actually hang out with my friends and you weren't you weren't well, getting in trouble right no like, no it just the rep it just i was an ab student yeah i mean i got yeah. in trouble yeah. you know but, lefty? but like normal, like kids. a normal kid, right. you know, right. Right. lefty right. pitcher. All righty, I wish righty. I was a lefty. You used to yeah. be pitching. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, All but right. there was definitely resistance, and I think you know. But my family understood that that's who I loved, and that's who I wanted to be with, and I kind of stuck my ground. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I, they came around. They, you know, they absolutely accept Devin for who he is, and and they did even in high school. But of course, as a mom, she was she was concerned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the, along that those same lines too, I was just reading to Jake a couple of the excerpts in the beginning where you sort of describe your family life. And can you talk at all about that, just in terms of are, are your parents still in, in your life? Like, are you in contact with them? Uh, so I'm in contact with my father. Um, look, my dad is he's he like when he doesn't have the bottle to his lips or some type of substance in his body, the guy's got a great heart. You know, it's just like once he gets under the influence, it, he's just a different person. You know, right. the, the demons take over. Uh, I have not spoken to my mother in, uh, I don't, can't remember when. Mm-hmm. Um, it was um, like six, seven years ago it was yeah. when we lived in Naples, Florida. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's recently tried to. Uh, she wrote me a letter. She wrote Devin a letter and tried to be pen pals, but I'm sorry, that's just not acceptable to be a pen pal with your son. Uh-huh. So yeah. Devin didn't take her up on that offer. No. No, I didn't. <laughs> so it's it's kind of, it's a strained relationship, yeah. to say the least, even with your dad. Yeah, it is. And, he, you know, he's still into his thing, in and out of it. And, you know, any parent wants to, especially when Morgan and I are successful now, wants to put on kind of a facade to say, I'm not doing anything, you know, but come on. Like, mm-hmm. I know you are. So yeah. it's, it's tough. But, I mean, growing up... Uh, you know, he always wanted me to do well and excel in sports. And I, you know, here's, here's a philosophy. Okay. So if anybody out there has a parent or some type of uh, mentor or leader in their life that they, that kind of let them down and you want to dwell on that forever, you're never going to be able to get happy. Look, if you don't also blame them for the things that they did in your life that are good, then you can never come to peace with it yourself. So I started to, with my father, I was just like, look, he taught me work ethic, whether he taught me in a, his way, but I still got the work ethic. You know, he pushed me. Um, I can remember specifically, real quick story, like one time I came home, the only basketball game that I didn't score double fi- uh, double figures in my entire high school career. I was a great athlete. And uh, he, he, I got home, and Al Horford, do you know Al Horford, by the way? Absolutely. He was my opponent. He was guarding me the entire game. That would be a tough matchup. Yeah. Is this in Michigan? This is in Michigan. He went to Grand Ledge High School. Al Horford is just an amazing power forward, long, a lot of championships in Florida and Hawks, Celtics. Yeah. A perennial all-star. Yeah. He plays for the Celtics. Large. Yeah. Very big. Very big. (laughs) And I'm six foot one and can't jump that high. So uh, he locked me down. And I remember I came home from the game that night uh, to come to my father on the back porch. It's winter in Michigan, right? And it just had a big, thick snow. He forced me to go outside, shovel the entire uh, driveway where we had the basketball 
who well his then, entire backyard was actually a basketball court, yeah yeah so. so i mean this thing's like a half court of like shoveling ice and sat on the porch drinking and made me make a hundred shots before i could go inside my hands were numb like and then at some one point he like got out on the court and said like this is how you play you know and and, and but it was his way of making me tough and mm-hmm. for that I will always thank him because otherwise I probably wouldn't be as resilient as I am today. But it does give you pause because he was a perennial all-star. Yes. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this is slightly <laughs> insane. You yes. do at one point. Dad, you realize yes. who I was up this against isn't like the there county is, all-star. Yes. But, you know, knowing his dad, there's no, like, ration. Right, 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 Especially right. if he's been drinking of or something. Course. And, yeah. right. you know, I will say that, that one thing that I've learned from Devin through this is – um, he, cause I still get angry at like mm. that, mm. At, at things that like yeah. Devin had to go through or even today, you know, like I get angry if his father does X, Y, and Z and Devin's like taught me that, listen, you can't have expectations on other people that are going to, you know, change your feelings about whatever. And, and I've lowered my expectations so much to my, for my parents that uh-huh. now like it doesn't disappoint me if this happens, you know? And I think that's, you know, that's a, it's a hard um, discipline to have to, like, really not have an expectation for somebody. But in his case, you know, like he said, you just have to be thankful for what they are in your life. And you can't dwell on what they're not mm-hmm. and lower that expectation. And you won't be disappointed. Mm-hmm. You, it yeah. remi- do you guys listen to Dak Shepard? I yes, need to drink. I love oh, you. do? I know. Jake, Jake says it's, like, all I talk about. It, but his it, podcasts are really long. And there are a lot of them. So I do listen to it a lot. You listen to him too. I do Armstrong when I can. Expert? Yes, like I, I love that on um, airplane rides. But he yes. just got an award too. I know they I for iHeartRadio, Radio, right? Yeah. I know. What did he okay, win? I know. I can't remember what the category Best was. Best podcast. Pages most listened to in Charlotte, North Carolina <laughs> podcast. <laughs> right. But I it's, mean, it's no, but he has a, a similar type of story in terms of just having that type of. His dad was a was a, a pretty raging alcoholic his whole life and was kind of in and out of the picture and he had like stepdads come through the the you know through his life and things like that anyway but it's interesting he and and several of his guests who have had regardless of this their their backstory they talk often about and you hear this from a lot of people who are however you want to interpret it but quote unquote very successful or have big platforms and things now and they kind of go you know no I would never wish that upon anyone but who knows if I would be as motivated to be where mm-hmm. I am now had I not had to fight mm-hmm. you know Jake and I are always like we're pretty happy and we had pretty happy upbringings so we're pretty complacent and mm-hmm. that's kind of why we just sort of like don't do a lot of the stuff that we feel like we probably should do <laughs> yeah Maybe seriously I got a stepdad but he was great right and, well I wish that would have gone sideways what am I saying yeah, yeah no <laughs> that's it's funny. true it's we actually true. had that conversation yeah. this weekend because oh wow Devin was talking about like one of his biggest fears as as a parent is making sure that we instill like good work ethic in our kids you know? and, sure. yeah. and they're going to grow up in, in a different environment, you know, than Devin did, mm-hmm. or even myself, you know, like I said, lots of love, lots of that, but it's not like we, Devin and I had all this money to like start, you know, our businesses and our kids are, I'm just going to say it, they're going to be m- much more privileged than uh-huh. we were growing up. Um, they're going to, let's be honest, they're going to be the rich kids at school that everyone thinks like have it easy. And like, that's why that's like my biggest fear Mm -hmm. is that they grow up so entitled that entitled little brats is my biggest fear. (laughs) And so I do things now in try in retrospect of that fear in the future that uh, sometimes is a little harsh for the kids, Mm -hmm. but I'm not even going to let you like get that ice cream. If you don't eat like five healthy foods, do five (laughs) push-ups, go outside, take the garbage out, you know, like almost trying to radically steer them in that direction while they're young of like, you're going to have things available to you 
but they're still so far away from you and you're uh-huh. going to have to work for it. So, right. But I'm sure you guys can attest to this because like you said, you didn't grow up from like, you know, necessarily a bad upbringing and right. neither did I. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the lessons that I learned and that what gives me good work ethic is the is the example that my parents set for me, uh-huh. right? And so Devin yeah. didn't have that. He had the, the hard upbringing and that taught him grit and work ethic and, you know, because he knew what he didn't want mm-hmm. to grow up as or his kids to grow up as. Whereas I, I am... You know, I was led by example. My parents both work hard and treat people well and, you know, live life with integrity. And so I feel like there's different ways to instill mm-hmm. the lessons into your kids. that They don't have to have a ton of failures and hardships to, to be good people. Are we doing okay? I don't no. know. I, I'm I so wonder. confused because like, I'm like, there's no show to snow to shovel. Uh, but am I instilling good enough things? I feel like we need to have another episode after this where we, you and I just pa- unpack our abilities as parents. Have, I know. Have you guys had that? Like we're now, our kids are a little bit older than you guys. We're a couple years ahead of you in the stages. Our oldest, we have three, two boys and a girl, nine, eight, and five. So we have had a couple more years under our belt in terms of seeing them be kind of people, you know, to where right. you get a couple glimpses of like, Oh, maybe they're going to be okay. But we've also had those moments of like, oh, maybe they're total a-holes. <laughs> you know, of yeah, like, which sure. direction yeah. is this going to go in? Like, yeah. And and to see like the character parts come in. Did I tell you about this the other day at the bus stop? Oh, no. Who told me? No, it was a good, it's oh, good, okay, it's good. Sure. It's, it's a very small thing. But it's <laughs> <Got> good. <laughs> um, so, we, so we live on like a family compound. I don't know if you guys know that, yeah, but it's it's I've us. Noticed, okay, yeah. yeah. My brother, my sister-in-law's sister, and then my brother's yeah, like. Maybe let's not do this on the podcast. So people think we're weird <laughs> enough. <right? laughs> we are weird. Yeah, and then it's a brother and a sister and we a sister. Are weird. <laughs> but the one, the one non-family, but just close friends family has a little girl, Harper, who's June's same age. She's five. And apparently she had, she was just going back to school she had the flu and she was just she's just a sweet little teeny like peanut girl and she was crying because she didn't want to go to school that day or whatever and Miss Lori, that's who it was. She was babysitting. Right. And she said that Cal was getting on the bus, our eight-year-old, and looked back and saw Harper crying and jumped down off the bus and, like, w- got her out of the car and put her arm around, put his Aww. arm around her and walked her to the bus and Aww. just kind of, you know, like a yeah. simple little yeah. thing. But on his own, kind of, like, thought to do that. And sure. the other day, same type of thing. Ford was, it was cold out or something. And I said I was cold. And what are you giving me a look for? No, I'm just so torn on this one. Like, I want to believe it. But I, I, I want to believe Cal. I want to. Be- no, 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 no. I believe the story, but I want to believe in Cal's genuineness, Intu- intentions, intentions. Because that was for a sure a show too. Sh- right. Oh, does she need help? You know, like bats the lashes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, where you start to see their little like manipulative, yeah. manipulativeness. Right. Also, manipulosity. That's the thing. Manipulosity. Got it. Uh, anywho, yeah. So, so you, those are some of the things you guys do with the kids. You were saying you make them do, like when you when you look around, just simple things like meals and things like that. Now, are you guys starting to do like? Strategic parenting things like that. Are yeah, we don't make them. Hang on, we don't make them take the garbage out. She's, she's two and a half. half. Oh, those she's soft. <laughs> you don't even make her take garbage. You are going to make her soft already. Yeah, I'm worried for her. Yeah, yeah. Cameron's going to be entitled. I think, I think it's important to really champion her on the other coin. Right, it's really important to champion your children when they do <laughs> simple things like hold the door for somebody when they weren't yep. asked. Right, mm-hmm. or and rather than like this whole world we live in of like giving out trophies for sixth place, I think. That is going to be the destruction of the next generation more so than any type of upbringing that they had. It's just this constant like rewarding for these things that they shouldn't be rewarded for, in my opinion. Um, so on the other side of it, I you know definitely want to reward them for the little things, the acts of courage and kindness and respect uh, that uh, is, that are important values to our family too. You know what I mean? Rather than like, oh you you played soccer. 
uh, here's here's first place, even mm-hmm. though you didn't score, <laughs> or you didn't. You're actually a terrible soccer player. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. At two and a half, I can say yes. They're <laughs> all. It's just it's a swarm. It's a swarm. It's a half. swarm. No, exactly. but it will definitely be interesting. Obviously, like you said, as your kids get older, you know, it, you see different different things, different glimpses of mm-hmm. what their character is shaping up to be, and I'm pretty confident in our ability. But I think that is. You always have to have your hand or your finger on the pulse, you know, when it comes yeah. to, you know, how are you going to be when you it's a big task to be parents. Right. It is. And I, I don't know if we've got that finger on the pulse. Anyway, can we go back? <laughs> yes. I want to go back to the origin story. So I heard some Naples, Florida in there. Yeah. So, OK, so you end up together. when OK, did so okay yeah. I graduated from college and got a job right away at Kellogg's as a sales rep. So I moved down to Naples, Florida. And at this time, Devin had already been drafted. He got drafted our junior year of college. So he's already one season in um, to the minor leagues and getting ready for his second season. So... Um, Where's that? Fresno? What's what's rookie? I like? played uh, I played in... Uh, Let's see. I played in Augusta, Georgia. I played in ah. Scottsdale, Arizona. A stint in Richmond, Virginia. Augusta. That's the Green Jackets. You're Green so close. Jackets. I can't I believe yeah. you actually knew that. Well, I used to work so in baseball. Used to work I used to work, work in baseball. baseball. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. great. Yeah, yep. yeah. That was. Uh, I was not a player. Yeah, I was the PR nerd. Anyway, go ahead. So, and I'm remind clear, me to tell you a story you're about that on later. the events. I'm clearly <laughs> rusty. Yeah, it's such a PR nerd. Go ahead, tell it. Okay. World Baseball Classic, Real 2009. Quick, quick pause. We're at the World Baseball Classic. Yeah, in 2009, as Jake just said. And so I went to. We had just had Ford. Ford was five weeks old. You know what the World Baseball Classic is, yes. right? You, yes. are, you don't sure do you? I okay. Know. It's basically like where baseball oh, takes good. all the all stars gotcha. and they have the game and okay. the Olympics. Basically. It's like yeah. the Olympics yeah. for baseball, right? Because baseball doesn't pause the season. Yeah. Rub it in. I know. Sorry. Yep. So Ford's five weeks old. I have him down there. I'm leaving. We're leaving the hotel to go to one of the games and there's like a bus for the players families and wives and anybody who's there with the team so i get on and first of all side note i'm behind um derek jeter's mom and minka oh. kelly he was dating minka kelly at the time you know who that is yeah. from friday night lights uh-huh. and i have the biggest same-sex crush on her ever and i was just like <laughs> staring she, she the texted me she goes, ever and you're five weeks postpartum oh my god and i have to, but, but mind you i was like pimping out the baby to try to like get her to say he yeah. was cute or like notice that there's a baby i was like just like, talk oh to me, what's minka. this just yeah. notice that there's a baby here like she had zero interest she was just like, oh, Derek Jeter's mom. So I'm in the middle of the bus, whatever. We go sit. And during the game, I'm sitting right in front of Ryan Braun's family, yep. his mom and his, his his whoever was there. We're watching the game. And oh. finally, what? Almost a hot take there. Oh, his wow. mom and who, whoever that girl was. No, that, that's the whole point. <laughs> okay. she, at one point, she goes, we're like in the sixth inning. She taps him. Finally, she goes, I have to ask, who's his daddy? <laughs> <laughs> and I go, the PR guy. <laughs> Huge letdown. And she was like, yeah. I wish that I, w- I wanted to be like, I don't know, but Third I think string maybe catcher. Ryan Braun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm going to surprise him after the game. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> All right. So <laughs> you're anyway, yeah. in Augusta. You're, you're, you're in a couple spots. Yeah. Yep, he's yep. in a couple spots. He comes back down to Naples on his off season. We live there together. And then he gets his third season. He goes to play and he's released within... Yeah, real that. fast. Let's Couple not rub weeks? that in. Sorry. Yeah, that, yeah. Hurts. Sorry. that hurts really bad. Yeah, it was within the first yeah, two days. He, oh, okay. No, yeah. two hours. Yeah, Gosh, no. I remember it was specifically because the speed <laughs> and how quickly he was released. Hey, I was just trying to keep the timeline It was accurate. three weeks, just so we know. Um, All right. Yeah. yeah, so he got released, comes back down to Naples. Um, obviously, his dreams are crushed, but, you know, I encourage him that, like, you got this. There's more to life than baseball, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, What I were mean, you thinking? Not that I was, I was yeah, yeah, crying, yeah, crush, man. Yeah. Like honestly, like I was crying like a baby. 
Because sure. uh, you think about it, like that's what you that's dream. Uh, that's your identity yeah. from yeah. the time you're six yeah. years old, and then that's what got you through like everything you've been through in your life. And like all of a sudden, the first thing that happened to me was like, my dreams are over. I'm going back to live just like my parents. Mm. Meanwhile, so first things that I would think of. Kellogg's is rocking. Are you enjoying yeah. that? Yeah, it sounds no, like you're, I. Okay. Like, so for me, my whole career path was going to be like Kellogg's and you climb the corporate ladder. And that was like, honestly, that's what my parents like encouraged me to do, because that was what successful people did in Battle Creek, because Mm -hmm. pretty much the reason that Battle Creek exists is because of Kellogg. So Hmm. they saw that um, and that was really what they encouraged me to do. So my mindset was like, I landed this job. I'm going to work my butt off. I'm going to get promoted. I'm going to keep, you know, climbing this corporate ladder. So, yeah, everything was good with me. And, you know, I was supporting Devin on a single income and he moved back to Naples. And, um, you know, obviously that was an easy decision. We weren't, in, by the way, we weren't engaged or anything at this point. We're just boyfriend oh, okay. and girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So, GF. Yeah. GF. Had not put mm-hmm. a ring on that. So, uh, oh, what's him. Lot, rub yeah. that into. Okay. <laughs> just a reminder there. With my, neg- with my minor- negative bank account balance, <laughs> that was a really hard thing to do. I played minor league ball. <laughs> <laughs> I played for I literally could have gave hey, you a I peanut. Can I borrow 100 bucks me? to buy you a ring? <laughs> um, he stayed at host family house. Did you catch yeah. that? <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. So, Devin, you know, he came down and he was. Um, naturally became a personal trainer because he's like, gosh, what am I going to do right now? I have a degree in finance, but that's, I don't want to go work in a corporate world. Like I got to, I got to help people. I've got to do something athletic, which obviously personal training is somewhat of that um, same, not same, but like, you know what I mean? Just before that, you're missing the part where I was slinging, uh, Direct TV service to out of people yeah. at Best Buy. You look at people at Best Buy that try to sell you Direct TV or like yes. a TV service yeah. after you just bought a six thousand dollar TV. Right. That was you. That, that was me. Right. I did that. That was a grind. For I did that. Like yeah. a month. I was going to ask, months? what was the fallback plan? I mean, so that was. So had it ever occurred to you that you wouldn't make it, you know, far into baseball? Uh, it occurred really to me probably. 30 seconds after I got uh, the the tap on the shoulder, like, hey, boss man wants to see you uh-huh. in his office. You know what that means. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. It means best buy. Yeah. No, but that I, means I, best yeah. That <laughs> means blue <laughs> shirt, <laughs> going blue shirt. <laughs> yeah. No, but I, I mean, Devin didn't have a plan B. He never talked about a plan B if he yeah. did. And I know he uh, didn't because he just, he was point. all in and he was yeah, like, I'm sure. going gonna, to make it. I mean, he's got a lot of confidence and mm-hmm. that's what's got gotten him where he is today. But um, yeah, I mean, he tried, he dabbled in a couple things, including direct TV, but, you know, quickly realized like, this is not for me. And so got his, you know, personal renewed his personal training certification and trained, you know, clients down in Naples, Florida, and then became an opportunity for me to be promoted. So in the Kellogg wow. world, that means you have to move. Like, Back to Michigan? No, uh, oh. Charlotte. That was, this was my move to Charlotte. Mm -hmm. So, um, I of course had applied for it because I didn't want to be a sales rep my whole life. So very quickly got promoted within the company and Devin was like really starting to be at his prime. So I would say down in Naples with his personal training. Yeah. Wait, yeah. hold on. What were the air quotes? <laughs> well, I mean, just thinking right. about where he, he has is now. Sure, sure. When you compare it to now. Yeah. When yeah. I compare yeah. it to He's like, I have three clients, yeah. Morgan. I can't move to Charlotte. He was like, you know what, honey? I'm going to stay back for a couple months and finish out the clients, you know? And I'm like. What does okay. finish them out? What does that mean? Well, I was, get I them was, back sorry. into their yeah. jeans. Yeah. And so then finally well, kill in, them. Finish her. That's right. That is so great. Well, in Naples, it's very seasonal. So it was like he was going to stay till the end of the season. Okay. So that's when like all the snowbirds go back up. I was going to say, let's be honest, in Naples, you're, you're, 
clientele is probably 80 to 85. It's gr- actually, you'd be surprised. Oh. In Naples, we go back there several times a year. Sorry, and we have Naples, family sorry. down there. It's okay. It's okay. Because that is it's not offensive to say people are 80. Yeah. No, but no, that it has Most of them are. Yes, most of a lot of them are. But there's... <laughs> offended or 80? Yeah. <laughs> Both. Both. <laughs> They're so offended and old. Sorry, June. In Naples. Oh. <laughs> so anyways... Um, Yes, we moved up to Charlotte, and he that's when he really decided, I'm not going to go to Charlotte and work for anybody. I'm going to go to Charlotte. I'm going to open my own business. And that's when it all really that's when it all really started. And so for those three to four months that he was back down in Naples, he was working around the clock. He was training his clients, and then he was in, you know focusing on his business plan and learning HTML coding and creating a website. And just he was a one-man show Muscle with nerd. very limited resources. And, you know, so he was basically designing what Burn Boot Camp is today. And um, so once he moved up to Charlotte is when we opened in the parking lot. So when did the bouncy floors come about? This is a great story. This is a great story. You want to hear it? Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> which, by the way, I, I did my first class. Camp. Camp. So that's camp. Okay. Camp. Yep. A month ago. And the floors... Oh, it's called... You say camp, not class. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, I didn't know that either. Good to know. Yeah. I'll just... I'll edit that out. We I'm probably so don't I'm ever so correct sorry. you because, you know... No, it's good. I want that in because me. then my franchise partners will know that I actually Ding. correct everybody. Yes, 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 yes. Correct <laughs> yeah. me. Correct so me. camp... So keep correcting me. Uh, anyway, I didn't mean that to send a side. I'm so offended. The floors... <laughs> the floors are amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazing. They're like the gym. They're like the gymnastics floors. Yes. Right? Yeah. Like the, yeah. And people yeah. have to What's, build them themselves, right? Yeah. 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 Gosh, it's great. Well, so, I mean, yeah. I'll like, tell the story. So, yeah. so okay. Here's what happened. So we were in a parking lot half the time because uh, we were renting a gymnastics facility uh, in which half the time the children after school were in there using it. Uh-huh. Yeah. So in the mornings we were inside, and the evenings we were outside in the 96 degree Carolina heat. Oh, on the asphalt. I, so Doing I show up. Right. I show up one morning, uh, and I. I'm locked out. And I'm like, how are we supposed to work out? All right, this happens once. And so then Morgan and I decide, okay, we can't live like this. This is our livelihood. Let's just go see if we can open a new facility. And all my clients were like, okay, Devin, let's think about this. All right, you know those bouncy floors that are inside the spring floors? We and the like ja- those. We really like those. Mm. And and I was like, hmm. But we yeah, couldn't afford spring afford floors. <laughs> yeah, I would <laughs> yeah. think that that's expensive. They're expensive. Yep. like 20000 bucks for a big floor like Oof. that. So... We uh, basically, I called around every single gymnastics mat company on the planet, and I had them curate these four by three by three foam blocks that would replace the springs right. that would go underneath the floor, which reduced the price by like 70%, and I could actually afford it. So now all of the burn boot camp gyms all across the country don't have the springs. They have the little four by four by four foam blocks, and that <gasps> never would happen if I didn't get locked out. <gasps> yeah. I'm so Good glad I, bro- I brought I that too. up. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. 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 My knees were super grateful. Yeah, yeah. it will. Right. So my, cli- my clients were like, Devin, we want you to get your own place. We want to have the place that we can call like home rather right. than the gymnastics yeah. facility. But uh, the floor is going to be a make or break thing. Non-negotiable. Yeah. Non-negotiable. Yeah, exactly. I love that. All right. So, had, yeah, go ahead. Had you left Kellogg at that point? Um, <clears throat> Kellogg. Me. So me. We, we moved into our first facility in January of 2013, That's the Huntersville facility. And I left my job in May. Okay. So it took about... Took about a year for me to like actually leave my job. Right I mean, after I'd I been put a ring on it. At, well, I, I, that was obvious. Wait, you guys weren't married when you first came on Good Day? Uh uh-uh. uh. No. <gasps> I've known you since before you were yeah. even married, and now yeah. your babies and everything. Yeah. Wow. Really? That what? escalated How did I not real know fast. That? <laughs> it's a Good Day love story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
A no. classic. I had known I'd want to leave. I I had known that I wanted to leave my corporate job, but I was like, well, you have to like have a commitment. Sure. You know what I mean? And sure, so sure. if I'm going to leave a, a nice job with good benefits and good opportunity, I believed in Burnview Camp. That's where I wanted to be. I was helping Devin in early in the mornings, late at night, mm-hmm. going to work in between, working on the weekends with him. Like it was definitely like my passion that shifted like very quickly because. Had you always been passionate <clears throat> about fitness also? Well, or? I'm an, I was an athlete in, you know, high school. So being healthy and and taking care of my body has always been an important thing. Mm -hmm. But I was obviously becoming a personal trainer was not something that I thought I would ever do. Mm -hmm. And I learned a ton by doing that. I learned a lot from Devin. Um, And that started to be like the best part of my day. And I was like dreading my nine to five. Mm -hmm. Right. And so what did you sell? Can I ask? Cereal. Pop-Tarts. Pop-Tarts and cereal. (gasps) Shut up. I was was in the morning foods division. So um, Eggos. Pop tarts and cereal. So basically, this morning, (laughs) (laughs) truly, all the things we were not preaching during the day. I was just saying now you're probably. I was so hoping you would say breakfast. Yeah. Oh Uh, god. If I had a hookup, still I would I would help you out, but I don't. (laughs) Although, and I'm not gonna lie, like the hookup was great though because like she would get boxes of cereal and the newest pop tarts that just came off like the newest line. Did you eat that stuff? We used to. I did early on. We used to honestly. And do you truly? Hey guys, I'll edit that out. No. Yeah. No, no it's stop. fine. No, <laughs> we truly do not anymore, though. At all, like yeah. ever. No, yeah. Yeah. not ever. Wow. Not in probably like the last, I would say, like five or six years. Um, what about the only the last sauce? time I had cereal was with both pregnancies because I had cravings of cereal. Uh-huh. But, had to, yeah, uh-huh. it was I mean, more so when we were in Naples is when she would yep. bring boxes of stuff home. When I was and, like, a sales rep, like, is when I got like, lunch with like stuff. s'mores, pop tarts with almond butter on the <laughs> back and like chocolate milk. That's my jam. What? That was really specific. I feel like that was definitely your jam. That was my jam. That was. Wow. That's Almond funny. butter pop tarts with chocolate milk. Chocolate milk? Full wow. sugar. <laughs> Full oh sugar. Naples and now in he the doesn't building. even eat Yeah. Now he doesn't even eat dairy. So yeah, lots yeah. of change. Uh, Do yeah. your kids legit for real eat? I mean, you don't offer them other stuff, I guess. So like what do they what's a day in the life meal wise in your house now? Um my son will eat anything I put front in front of him. Thankfully, he still has like that. I will eat anything. Cameron, yeah. on the other hand, is much more picky. Like she has been very difficult for Devin and I because mm-hmm. we're both healthy and we're like, you're sitting here. She won't eat meat. She won't eat like, you know, veggies, you know, but I'm like, she's two and a half. So yeah. we just continue to try to offer it to so her. So what do you feed her? So she gets a lot of like Lara bars and she yeah. gets gluten-free waffles because we don't give her gluten or dairy. Oh. Um, and, I mean, that's... Oranges. Oranges. She yep, loves she grapes, likes, but only the purple grapes. Only she will purple not grapes. eat the green purple grapes. Purple grapes. Okay. Yeah. 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 She will crush some grapes. Yeah. I'm convinced no one eats purple grapes. Oh, yeah. my daughter green, does. That's right. because uh, I mean, she, she crushes a bag in like two or three days. Oh, really? So, green grapes. Oh God, she loves have fruit. constant diarrhea? Sausage. No, sausage. sausage. That's the only protein I can get yep. is like oh. the apple gate, like chicken maple. Oh, my God, I love you. Is that okay to eat? Because I love that. And it's actually... Okay, good. Yeah. Good. What do you mean? Is no that nitrates. Okay? I just mean, is it fairly healthy as ter- yeah. in terms of like a, a good sausage? It's plain to pick. sausage. Yeah, but some sausage is like made of snouts yeah, and no. buttholes. Isn't <laughs> this it? is like, definitely good. It's chicken sausage. It's chicken sausage. Snouts and butthole sausage. I think. Right? Why would you ever buy I'm that? Starting a company. <laughs> Why would you ever buy that? Starting a company. Excuse me. Uh, before I buy this, could you confirm if there's is snouts or buttholes in this? No. See what they do is they put they put like highest quality sausage on the planet, but then in the small print you can't see. 
Sausage and buttholes. Right. Right. That's That's so buttholes. many snouts. And kneecaps. I think snouts I said. and kneecaps. <laughs> yeah. Kneecaps. Delicious. Not no, delicious. but Cameron, yeah. I mean, we still give her treats. Like we, I don't, I want her to have a balance and I want her to have, have a healthy relationship with food. And mm-hmm. I, we don't try to restrict like mm-hmm. treats with her. Um, Just make or her eat she, some healthy food first. Or if she goes uh-huh. to a birthday party, like she's going to be able to eat the cupcake, you know, uh-huh. I mean, uh-huh. but on the, on a normal basis, we really try to just give her foods that is in our house, which yeah. we don't have unhealthy foods in the house because the more you have, the more tempted you are to eat it. Yes. All right. So I've been um, sitting on this question. Yes. Sorry to interrupt you. I mean, from the beginning, you were like uh, talking about expectations. And if you don't mm-hmm. set expectations high, then you don't let yourself down. I think it's what you said. How do you like r- help me reconcile that with being an entrepreneur? Mm-hmm. Because, of course, you want to start a company that blows up. But did you manage expectations there? Or do you say, like, you know, what, we're going to go crush this thing and change the world? Jake, Jake just came off a Gary Vee conference, by oh. the way. So he has, you, you guys are both Gary, Gary Vee people? With, I know. I was the only person there without a personal videographer, and they asked me if I wanted to bring one. <laughs> I was on and I, one of the panels. Yeah, so I was he, on a panel. Awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. So, um... Oh, you, are you clowning me for no, trying to like nerd out? On, I, like, that's, I'm just. No. I love Gary Vee. By the way, we love Gary. I was going to say because I know they're entrepreneur. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I know that they would, so, would probably be in there with. Yeah, right. I'll speak for myself because I know Devin and I are a little bit different when it comes to this. So oh, yeah. like when we opened Bermuda Camp, like we both were like we're going to spread across Charlotte, and like that was kind of like what we our first like big goal was. Like so we opened five locations in Charlotte, um, pretty quickly, right? And so in my mind, like. If you asked me today if I thought we were going to be where we are, it would be like absolutely not, right? And so um, I thought for sure we'd be able to expand and scale our business within just Devin and I, right? Like I knew we'd be able to open up Burn Boot Camps, but I never, ever thought we would be able to partner with people and scale this business across 37 states. Like that I will say. Now, I, now if you ask me now, I think the sky is the limit uh-huh. for Devin and I. But it took me, it took yeah. going through some of those things to really have the belief in myself and in us sure. that we can handle anything that comes our way because we've been through a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, can we swear on this Please. Podcast? More. Okay. A lot. Um, yeah. We just been, entered the Gary Vee yeah. window. Yeah. I mean, we're 31, <laughs> but I we've... I swear. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shucks. I should have known. I should have known. Yeah. No, um, light it up. Let's go. But no, I, I would say, just, just to go back to your question, <laughs> for me, it was, I definitely had limiting beliefs. Um... Uh, and that was just thinking that inside a box that like we were going to play it safe and just like open a couple up around Charlotte. Well, to your point, it probably mm-hmm. didn't even occur to you. It didn't, it's not like you were like, oh, maybe we should. No, we probably can't. It's like it's, you know, there's a difference yeah. between those two things. But yeah. I think it's a good point yeah. of like, when did this start ramping up? So, so go ahead. Yeah. Jeff. So I think the difference between Morgan and I, and which is like good because you need that kind of y- yin and yang mm-hmm. mentality. Yeah. Sure. Um, so Morgan is like the the detail to my vision. So mm. she didn't think we could do it initially. I did. Mm-hmm. Like as soon as we said we were going to franchise, I'm like, let's open 500 of these things. Uh-huh. You know, like why not? Um, so to answer your question, so for expectations for me, here's how I look at it. Right. I have this cell phone and. Uh, I have uh, 500 trainers, 300 franchise partners, 65,000 clients, and another, gosh, who knows how many outside looking in that don't engage that at any given moment I can pick this thing up. And if I let other people's expectations control my state, then I'm always in a bad state all the time. Mm. I'm always in a negative state. So for me, I don't hire people who don't have expectations of themselves. I don't hire people or, or, or partner with people who don't have expectations of themselves. And I am largely, okay, uh, really, really standoffish about trying to set expectations for other people Hmm. because if I do that, 
All right. You let yourself down. I'm going to let, I'm, I'm going to be unhappy right. eventually. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so for me, like, I don't, I don't have expectations of anyone. Like if I give you something, it's not because I want to thank you in return. Like mm-hmm. if you're an asshole because I give you a gift, Okay. That's, yeah. that's right. You're just fully embracing the cursing now, huh? Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> fully. I'm a full on. I got the red, I got the white flag. I Let's will go. be checking the explicit <laughs> box. <laughs> so I that's how, that's how I look at it. Like, don't have expectations yeah. of anyone because you don't want other people to control your happiness. Yeah. Have high standards and expectations for yourself, and then only surround yourself with people that reflect those values themselves. All right. So there's the okay. I, I, I'm confident that this is going to happen. I knew this was going to happen. Great. Okay, that's a great story. But then tell me that there was a moment where you looked at each other and said, uh, what is happening? Mm-hmm. Every day. This oh, is- yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. so the whole franchising concept, too, just to bring it back to that, is like, because if you look at, Devin, by the way, keeps all of his journals. So we can literally go back to his journals from when he was thinking about Burn Boot Camp. You can see all the names that we had thought like about daily for Burn journals, Boot Camp. you mean? Like you journal like as a pro? Oh, yeah. Wow. Wow. So he keeps them all. He wants to show our kids one day. But yeah. like literally, you could go back and you could see kind of, our vision was to become like Charlotte's, you know, fitness, you know, Charlotte's like best trainer and stuff like that. And so we did limit to Charlotte in a way. Mm -hmm. Then we had someone approach us from the Raleigh area, Raleigh, Durham area. And um, we lived there seven years. That's where I went to camp. Oh, nice. Oh, at nice. Briar Creek. Yeah, oh, we have a location great. in Briar Creek. Well, yeah. that's where he went to camp. That's the one that's I went to camp, went to camp to. I thought camp. you meant Boot summer camp. camp. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> oh, well, I figured. I love you. Because I thought that for a second part, and I was like, oh, I just got that lesson. I can't ask. Well, you keep camp. saying class. So I was like, oh, <laughs> I did know. I just school you I on your you. own term? I got you. Darn it. Morgan was on it. That was like She was tracking. Wait, can we get, let's give a shout out, because that's our friends, Jenny Bowden, and I don't know her partner's name. Yeah. Apparently, he owns Scott Tobin. Scott Tobin. Yes. They just shout out Scott. What's yeah, up, my friend? Shout hey, out, Scott. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the name of their location? Briar They're in Creek. Briar Creek. Oh, okay. Yeah. Briar, mm-hmm. Briar, Briar Creek Camp. Briar Creek Camp. Anyway, sorry. Proceed. But so I'm yeah, someone approached you. us. Um, her name is Erin Stuttered, and she came to us and was like, "Gosh, I've been following you guys. Like a friend of mine in Charlotte shared your page, and I've been following you guys ever since. And she wanted to open a burn boot camp up in the Durham area." Uh-huh. And that's and then one other one other guy, Mike who, Hartshorn, Mike and Hartshorn Andrea Hartshorn, and Andrea, who were local. They were at our camps. Mike became a trainer for us yep. at the at the Huntersville one. They also came to us and said, "We want to scale this." Like, and so then that's when Devin and I. I think that would be yeah. the first time we looked at each other and was like, Wait "Are we on yeah. something?" Wait yeah. a minute. That was like that was so that was like uh, mid like summer February uh, <laughs> summer of 2014. And then by February 2015, we were a franchise. So we like went as soon as we heard that. Devin was like, oh, you want a firm boot camp? Okay. Everyone's got one. I mean, we were like, let's get the documents written up and let's get this going. And Devin and I worked our butt off and, you know, made our systems and our processes. And just, I mean, back then, it's certainly not what it is today. We have evolved and grown. But um, it was enough to start this brand and and to, you know, bring other people on to that believe in our mission. Mm-hmm. For people that don't know, can you explain the mission and maybe what differentiates Burn? Yeah. And, uh, and so, from a I mean, perspective? Uh, people ask me that all the time. And I think that our long term mindset, it, it like like Morgan said, that's the momentum that carries day over day, week over week, month over month. And now, like the mission has constantly evolved. But now we just envision this world where people uh, women, you know, all over the world can can love themselves for who they are today and and be excited and inspired by who they can become tomorrow. And when you have something that's so culturally uh, challenging like that, it's a big problem, right? It's a big problem. If you think about the fitness industry itself, 
70%, almost 70%. This is not my opinion. This is American Heart Association and any, any other statistics that you want to find. Right. Nearly 70% of Americans today are either overweight or, or obese and nearly tw- uh, 20% of, of children. All right. How 70%? many? 70%? Yeah. It's, it's high uh-huh. 60s. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And it's growing because when I, <laughs> when I started, <laughs> when we started like just a few years ago, it was low 60s. Wow. And so like, so uh, clearly the fitness culture itself is broken because look, how many gyms have you passed on the way to get to this podcast mm-hmm, booth to do mm-hmm. this? How many times have you gone to Instagram and uh, within three swipes up, you, you've seen 10 people talking about, you know, their six pack or their selfies or their squats or whatever. And so this superficial culture that we've uh, built ourselves, it's not anybody's fault that it's gotten there, but it's definitely someone's responsibility to shift it because there's an overwhelmingly amount of people out there that are hopeless, that are, that are anxious, that have low self-esteem, that have no confidence, that are depressed with the situations that they're in. And moving your physiology and igniting your biochemistry is largely a way that you can fix that. And so exercise has always been this way to like look good when the shift is going to be exercise being a way for people to feel good. Mm-hmm. And the, our generation, the generations before that, like we don't know who Arnold Schwarzenegger is. Like everyone ahead of my, like, you know, 31, 32 and older, like Arnold took his shirt off. Everyone freaked out. Like, oh my gosh, like that's so cool. Yeah. And that shaped a culture. And so we're fighting this uphill battle right now as obesity continues to rise and as gyms continue to rise. Those two things are correlated. So our mission is to ensure that the underdogs of the world, that the rest of the fitness culture is leaving out or, or, or not speaking to in their marketing, in their messaging, that they are heard and that, you know, largely kind of almost like I was an underdog my whole life. I'm kind of trying to reach back out to find people who don't believe in themselves because I'm one of the rare ones that was self-aware enough to be able to uh, figure out how to make a shift in your life and actually do it. And so, uh, yeah, to uh, make people love themselves today and, and be excited about who they'll be tomorrow. I think, too, just to add to that, like, because just to give you guys a little bit of the backstory is we did start as women only. Right? Yeah, I was so, going to ask if you can. Yeah. How yeah. Did you and, that? And, and so we we've always let men in for like co-ed camps at like 530 p.m. Um, and as we've evolved a little bit, we still keep it a women only gym for certain times of the day. And then we, you know, some camps are co-ed. But. Is that up to the camp to decide how it, they want to do yeah. it? Yeah, so they have certain times, like the the owner of the gym has certain times they can choose, and then but they can't go outside of that. So we always want to give, we always want to provide women an opportunity to work out without men. Such basically. an interesting business model. I mean, I was yeah, shamed that? as how'd soon as I walked in the door. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I was no, I was not. But how did so, that? No, my buddy, yeah. my buddy and I walked in, and I, he explained that to me. Obviously, his his wife is mm-hmm. um, was one this Lover? co-owners, Jeff. Oh, Jeff. No, oh. Yeah, and he yeah he told me that, and I was just like wow, that seems limiting, yet they're exploding. Mm-hmm. So s- clearly you're onto something. Yeah, a lot of people question us, you know, why are you cutting out half of the market when you could just have um, men there too? But really that's what our business was founded on is um, really empowering women. So we truly believe that if we want to see, you know, global impact and change the obesity crisis in children, we feel that women are the vehicles for that change because women are the ones that are coming home to the family and helping make the changes or going to the grocery store. I mean, obviously there's there's men and women doing that, but prominently we feel that women are the leaders and the catalyst to like really truly change things um, within themselves. And when they feel empowered, women can 
freaking rule the world. Mm -hmm. So our whole thing is women empowerment and giving people that positive atmosphere. There's no mirrors in any of our gyms. It's positivity. We don't allow negativity to happen. A lot of women don't feel comfortable. Let's be honest. They don't feel comfortable working out next to men. They're I thought that was more of the thing to mm-hmm. let women yes. just kind of be like, I don't care if I'm my a, butt is shaking in these right. spandex. I'm not worried about a dude behind me looking at it. I yeah. can yeah. just And I'm you know, there's some women though. that can. I'm, th- a, I'm a safe space. <laughs> I'm there's some bad women out that there. don't that don't mind that. You know, sure. there's definitely. But well, like, listen, some women have asses that they shouldn't mind if anybody looks in their face. Sorry, those of us who would feel a little more self conscious. But it's that, and it's someone who maybe hasn't worked out in 15 years, and they're just intimidated. They're sure. intimidated to walk into a sterile gym with men like grunting and or women that are like in super great shape. Like that stuff's intimidating. Mm-hmm. And we want to break down all those barriers at Burn Boot Camp because like Devin mentions, that's the underdogs. That's the people that we need to bring in and tell them like, it's okay to be where you're at right now. We're going to get you to be excited about where you can go tomorrow. That's such an important part of the mindset, I think, because you can't be excited about that unless you're okay with, right? You can be motivated yeah. to get there unless you're pretty okay with yeah. what's happening now and to mm-hmm. love yourself enough to, to do that I would imagine right yeah. Yeah. I was thinking when you were saying that again back to my boy Dax he talks about on his podcast fairly often how in the it, overseas psychologists and it might be even it might be like a legislative thing over there but they will not often prescribe antidepressants until their patients have been through a, at least six months of exercise at least five days a week yeah. because they say that you know the, for, for some, and don't get me wrong Depression for some people is only treatable, treated, right. you know, by medicine, in in certain cases and what have you. But there can be the, such an endorphin release and that type of thing that that by just exercising, move your body. And his, with him, and I know his his mom has been on his podcast before too, and she's had three suicide attempts throughout mm-hmm. her life, and is very mm-hmm. open about that and talks about how depression plays out. And she has like literally a checklist written down if she's starting to sort of feel that you know, the tug of depression and she'll go, have I worked out today? Have I, have I moved my body? What did I eat today? You know, have I reached out to talk to somebody that I care about? And it's like a, just a a checklist of those types of things. And he's like the one thing he goes, if I could wish one thing for my two daughters, it would not be that they, you know, it's more so, more so than who they choose to spend their life with more so than what their career is. If they are consistent exercisers for their Mm -hmm. whole life, that would be Mm -hmm. my one hope because Mm -hmm. that can have plays out so profoundly in your mental state absolutely i mean Devin and i we go on location tours now so obviously we've stepped away from personal training but that is who we are at heart it's our nature so we get to travel now to all of the different burn boot camps we've got 187 open right now and we get to hear real time like what people how they're being impacted by burn boot camp and overall it's you know burn has changed my life because x y and z and so it may not be anything to do with a 20 pound weight loss or you know, my body fat's lower. It, and in it, most cases, it's I've I now have the confidence to do X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. or I'm off these medications, or you know, my blood work is better. Or I had miscarriages, um, and this mm-hmm. is the only place that you know yeah. comforted me mm-hmm. through that time. Or yeah, a cancer survivor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for us, the mission is really just again providing that positivity, that support, that community. Our community is what makes us stand out against our competition. Um, and sure, every gym has a good community. Don't get me wrong, but we, you know, we, that's the, that's what we focus on first. Mm -hmm. And that's what we train our, um, franchise partners, which we call ours, our owners, um, is to build that community first. Okay. And so always put the client first before any business decision that you have to make. Um, and you know, I just, I don't know. I feel like there's so much negativity in this world. And when you know, you can come to a place for 45 minutes, spend time on yourself, not have to worry about what's going on at work, what's stressing you out at home, 
what you're, you know, you don't have your kids on your, you know, leg begging for something. It's 45 minutes. It's for you. It's positive. It's encouraging. You know, there's obviously a lot of different components that go into what we provide in a membership, but ultimately it's all about that community and it's about um, giving people permission to take time for themselves. Mm -hmm. And do all of them lead to shoulder muscle failure? Absolutely. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) Because Jake couldn't Uh, lift above his head. (laughs) For probably like one week. I was was in Raleigh for work and I went there and it was, I, I know that like every day, that's what I thought was super cool is like every day. They're everywhere in the country. Everyone's working on the same group. Mm -hmm. And that day, right before I had a three and a half hour drive, Mm -hmm. I completely (laughs) demolished my shoulders. (laughs) (laughs) By the time I pulled into the driveway in Charlotte. No, but hearing you guys talk about it and, and you know, you said you stepped away from personal training. Um, It almost sounds like you're, you're now like, okay, the, the, the camps, the gym burn boot camp is set. You're almost interested in something greater than that. Yeah, I mean, do you get you guys talk about that in terms of what's next? Yeah, I mean, look, I, I and I've written a couple articles about this. Had been interviewed by a lot of people, and like Morgan and I, obviously, we talked about our humble beginnings, and like we had five gyms when we were twenty six years old, and we had a million dollars, and it's like, what more? Like you get to that point, it's like it's not that cool when you get there because you you have there's more to life, and and, and wealth is much much more than just having money, and so we really. I think have this burning desire to leave a legacy behind. And I think one of the biggest legacies we can leave behind as, as a, as a community, as a burn community, as we continue to double and triple year over year is the, our ability to, to reshape the culture. But not only that, most of our clients are women and a lot of those women are moms and the greatest legacy that they can leave is a, a world full of children who watch them growing up doing the things that most people don't want to do and then can feel like they can do anything, you know? So you're, you're shaping the confidence of the next generation by them coming to our child watch and, and watching their moms. Can well, I ask you a direct question uh, specifically at that? Yes. If that's the mission, why are you, why does it seem like you're more the face than you, even just from a marketing perspective? Well, did that come up? Do you guys address that? That's funny Is you that say strategic? that because we are kind of shifting that as yeah, we sure. as we um you know grow. So I've been shifting to be more of the face from a client perspective. I've been pushing her for four years. Yeah, to he do has. It. So by he the way, he has, he has. He's he's big. I mean, Devin, you put a camera in his face, he can create content. Sure. I'm not the same way. I like like we mentioned. I'm you more behind now. the scenes. I'm more of this operational mindset where like you know I. It's not natural for me to get on camera, but this year I started a podcast, Coffee and Kettlebells. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's got 180,000 downloads already. And we feel miserable. Okay, right I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You've got 187 uh, total <laughs> over 187 episodes. So well, well, we're about to boost that for you, Jay. Oh, girl. Oh, we'll yeah. hook you up. We don't feel miserable. Um, we're just happy for you. But, you know, I think for me it, it has shifted that I can understand now that Clients do relate to me more. I'm a mom. I'm a woman. Um, I've certainly opened myself up a lot this year, been vulnerable, talked to people about things that I go through, brought guests on the, uh, talking about things that you know they're going through. So we are definitely trying to make that shift. But you know what? Devin is the CEO. He is the founder. He is the the reason that we are all here. Well, not you guys, but um, and <laughs> and so and I think that you're kind of the reason that I'm here, actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it's actually like you're the reason we have like 17 Charlotte um, But I think that his message is also very important, mm-hmm. um, and it's resonated with a lot of our clients.
experience as well as, you know, just his upbringing and him sharing his story. So I think it's important for both of us to share our story Mm -hmm. together and um, for me to start to make that shift as more of the face for our clients and then Devin more of the face for like our franchise partners and and the business side of it. Interesting. Uh And what I also think is interesting is that uh, I think it's okay for me to be involved as a face of the brand alongside Morgan because I'm super proud to be a male that represents women's empowerment. Sure. You know, like I'm proud of that. Like I'm not like, you know, you hear all these, this generation of these white males in suits creating these acts of, you know, um, whatever word terminology you want to use. Like, yeah. uh, it's, I just, I want to be the, I want to be the male figure that can represent treating women the right way yeah. and, and not, and not even treating women the right way. Just like treating people, people the right, right way. Right. Like yeah. it's not about right. like, I can't stand just when being like, a decent human. I can't stand when people are like, Oh, she's so beautiful inside and out. Like you're wouldn't say that to me. Why are you saying that to her? Like, hmm. no, she's just a rock star. Uh-huh. Like, you know, whatever. That's if you're going to say she's beautiful inside and out, then you point. should say it to me too. Yeah. yeah. Right? Why is there this like, like I want to be beautiful. No Cause it just is a little more, you're beautiful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're awesome too. Thank no. you. You're I'm right. rolling with it. Right? You know, I have to bring this up. Cause yes, we're going to, I do. I know. Okay. So I don't know if you guys saw the last week there's C5 has been running this series and it's there in the, third week now it's called mom's making it and the first week was uh they highlighted uh one mom uh, or two moms sorry uh from uh girl tribe carrie mm-hmm. and, and sarah from girl tribe mm-hmm. and then the second week was me and the third week was the woman who does your mom's donuts right by you guys where you yeah. are in matthews and not, well oh gotcha where yeah. you were yeah. right yeah. weren't you yeah um and the, the, it's called mom's making it and she interviewed me about it last week and my my almost my point of 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 the answers that I gave her in the interviewers. This is great, and I am interested in this also. I want to know how other moms do it too, how other families do it. But you need to be interviewing dads about this too, yeah. because the the if we when we're only focusing on how moms do both, it puts all the pressure on just the moms to focus on both. Whereas mm-hmm. if you're and you guys, I think are another example of kind of like how you guys are literally working together on the same business. But Jake and I talk too about. I mean, we're both we both have full time jobs, but we do a lot of stuff on the side together yeah. kind of for fun and just because we enjoy it and we do, do things together. But that's because all of what we do is such a partnership. Mm-hmm. And to your point, it's, it's so important to like when, when we working in the media, you know, you often hear people go women and I get it. Uh, politicians or, or whatever that women leaders go, why do I always get the question about how I balance mm-hmm. my family? Yeah. My like they're all of my male coworkers have kids and things too. And, and they say, so don't ask me that. And I say, I, I don't want to stop. I don't want people not to ask the women. I just want us to ask the men too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like let's all not, you know, let's all support each other and all of the different things. So uh, we're almost out of time here because we don't want to keep you too long and we have to get to the end competition. But before we do, can you guys talk a little bit about the practical side of how you, do all of everything too. I know you have, you said you had a nanny, which mm-hmm. I think is very important to be mm-hmm. open with people about in oh, terms yeah. of, you know, it takes a village, Yeah. but you know, I know there's not one day in a life, but how do you guys sort of juggle all the different time commitments and with the kids and all that? That's the harmony of things. <laughs> I mean, I think that when working hard and being happy is different than working hard and being unhappy. And when people are in a place where they're working point. their butt off and they're happy with it, well, then you're able to give to your children and you're able to give to your spirituality or your financial freedom or whatever it may be. But if you're walking around working 15 hours a day and you're, you know, resenting it, yeah, mm-hmm. and you hate it, well, then mm-hmm. your children are going to grow up seeing that too. It's going to, you know, spill over into your relationship and all the other areas of your life that you care about. 
And so I think it starts with finding what you're passionate about, as cliche as that sounds, is finding what you're passionate about doing because there's always a way to make money doing it. Like I was just watching Cameron watch a YouTube show and there's like this lady with hands and all she does (laughs) is play with toys and she has like millions of views. She's got to be making twenty to $30,000 a month on YouTube. I'm like, yeah. all she does is open, open toys, toys on video. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's kind Number of right? one earner on YouTube this year was a seven-year-old. Yeah. yeah. Opening yeah. toys. Yeah. 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 <laughs> My daughter contributed. We're that. doing, yeah. a lot, like We're a doing it wrong, Paige. <laughs> right. So I think uh, to answer your question, it's about it's about the harmony of things and the integration. And uh, Morgan and I are fortunate. We, we're not naive to the fact that we do get to align on the same mission. But it's not about the mission that we're on. It's about the happiness that we feel from the mission, mm-hmm. right? Which, so, is a, which is a great point. Yeah. How does it play out, like, literally on a day? Do yeah. you bring the kids with you to the gyms? Do you have, like, I know you, yeah. have, you asked your nanny to stay late tonight. Yeah. Do you have people who you hire to do laundry? Do, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so um, from a practical standpoint, uh, you know, Devin gets up. I've just started doing this. I'm still not, like, perfect at it because... I'm recovering still from like the sleepless nights of newborns, but he gets up very early and I find that when you get up early and get your day started before the kids, like that's super key. So like whether that be every morning, I know, I know, I know. Sometimes it's it's easier said than done, but, um, I would say, you know, that's where you, you can have two to three hours without your kids and get so much done, whether that be the time to focus on yourself workout or whatever that is meditate whatever it is for you what do you guys do um, do, you, do you do your own workouts mm-hmm. i go to boot camp at 5 30 that would that's my ideal day is waking up 5 30 a.m 5 30 a.m boot camp devin gets up at like 3 45 gets his workout in and then he has a think time and he has it all blocked out in his calendar. i was so wishing you said you like did jujitsu or something i just go do strength training i, I truly yeah. like believe in my product and i cool. love going to uh, yeah. boot camp we have a home gym and i you know, I'll go there if I have to, sure. but I love being in the environment that Farm Boot Camp creates. So, anyways, um, but I would say, yeah, there's days that I go into the office late because I took my daughter to, you know, uh, I took her to camp with me if I went to like an 8:30 camp or took her to dance class. You know, I, again, I'm privileged to be able to be my own boss. I get that. I know not everybody has that same um, flexibility in their day where they can say, hey, I'm going to come in, you know, a little bit later. But for me, it's about scheduling. We have each other on our calendars. We schedule everything out. Um, you share an Outlook? We sh- yeah, we share it's Gmail, yeah, yeah. But we share our calendars. Um, we block off time, and we block off family time, too. Mm-hmm. So we're very mm-hmm. diligent on um, when we get home from work. We've got, like, a 60 to 90-minute block. Obviously, today, like, we're not going to do that. But where we say no phones, no work email, like let's pour into the kids. And I think since we've done that, like it's really, you know, it's really strengthened our family dynamic because it's a non-negotiable and Mm. we keep each other accountable on that. Now I will say there's days where either Devin's late or traveling or doing meetings or vice versa. Um, but on a consistent basis, we try to pour into our family in that block. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I have a nanny. I mean, I have no shame saying Mm -hmm. that I don't have family here. So would it be better if I said my mom stays with my kids? Like, I feel like people sometimes like they hear nanny and there's like, Oh, you have a nanny. Our our kids were daycare kids. And I I wouldn't use the term daycare for like their whole lives. I I called it school because I was like negative. Daycare has such negative connotations. So finally I was like, I am so in love with their daycare teachers. I'm so thankful that they're there and that they're as amazing as they are. They go to freaking daycare. Yeah. 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 Okay. And sometimes it's evening care because I don't pick them up until 629. Also, school is free. Daycare costs. Right. I'm calling it what I want. Right. But you know what? Like Bailey, she's our nanny and she's part of our family. Like we love her like part of our own and she she loves our kids. And so that's why I'm always like, you know what? I'm not going to like be embarrassed by that. 
just because I have a nanny, that's what works for our family. I don't have a set schedule, so she's very flexible with us right now. But like I said, if I were like, oh, my mom watches the kids, people wouldn't think twice about oh, that. Oh, hello. You know? um, but you know, I don't have family Bailey's here, a blessing, so. too. So when yes. Bailey's watching the kids, what, what's a date night look like for you guys? What do you like to um, do? We just had time? one. It was great. Ooh, we actually, we had a bit, like, this was like a pretty big deal date night. We don't do this every week. But we went and stayed at the Ivy's downtown <gasps> in Charlotte. Hey. Staycation. Yes. Yeah. So look at you. We, we're trying every eight weeks to do a little staycation um, yes. just to pour into each other, like, Go to dinner, go do whatever we feel like doing. Not wear, um, not wear athletic what? clothes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wasn't sure where that was going to go. <laughs> not wear clothes. Anything. Not going to wear. In clothes, well, they weren't wearing athletic clothes. He just <laughs> didn't say what they. Back to the Gary Vee. Just, to, just to finish, that. yeah. Just to finish, like practically, yeah. you know. Um, I have someone clean the house. You know, like I look at my life. I look at the things that I do throughout the week and the hours that I spend on things that somebody else could do, mm-hmm. and. You know, I, again, like those are those are things that I make time for in, or make things in my budget. I, I make money. Okay, <laughs> you're, you're pretty close. You those are the they're somewhere in that room. So, We're uh, nearing like, the I end. I used of to the be podcast. so against. I used to be so against getting help. Like, no, I'm going to mm-hmm. cook. I'm going to clean. I'm going to do the laundry. I'm going to, you know, Devin, you're going to mow the lawn. Like, we're we're going to do everything right. And so. Yeah, that's great and all, but when you're both running a very large company and you've got two small kids and you travel a lot, like you have to take a look at your life and be like, what can we what can we have somebody else do to mm-hmm. free up that hour yeah. where I can be with my kids because that is my priority. Mm-hmm. So if that means, you know, sacrificing this versus that in my budget, like it's always going to be what's my priority and how can I get people to help me? Mm-hmm. So yeah, we have someone help clean the house, so I'm not doing that on the weekend because I want to be with my family on the weekend. I don't get to be with them a lot during the week. So and as a dad, I'm not a babysitter. No. I just hang out with my kids for <laughs> right. a couple hours, yeah. right. you know, by myself. Like, I did that once. Yeah. 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 I was like, it's like I'm going to babysit. You're like, you don't babysit your children. Yeah. Your children. voice went yeah. way down. Yeah. But I no, I mean, it's there's no like typical day in the life for Devin and I, but, you know, we just try to communicate and be ahead of the schedule and plan and um, bring our kids to work a lot. There's been a lot of times that our kids are with us and... Yeah, they're we have gym fun. rat kids. We, I love it, it. Yeah. Who was the kindreds? We had the kindreds on last time. Um, yeah. Joe and Katie, and they were they said they're they're like our kids are restaurant kids. Like yeah. they're on just like a different schedule. You know, they're yeah. used yeah. to being in a, oh, in yeah. a kitchen at a restaurant. Your That's kids right. are probably used to being. She loves you know, it. On she says, bouncy. "Mommy, I want to go to burn." Like if we don't go, she's like, "I want to go to burn." Yeah. I'm like, eh, not today, honey. <laughs> what you what you reaching for? Well, oh, what do you got there? Down we got here a, because we got a game that I hear. Oh, yes. yeah. Do you guys play catchphrase? Do you know how to play uh, it's been a while, yes. but yes. <gasps> yes. We did sit wrong. I think I was like, wait you a second. You absolutely sat wrong. Why I wasn't going to say this wrong. I, I know. I, know. I, I wasn't going to say anything. It's not my podcast, but uh, I was told mm-hmm. I was supposed to sit in your yep. seat and you sat down and you I was like, you're is right. that why my my drink was right No, there? you're right. Yes. You should have said something. Sorry. I don't know. We're okay. We're we're still good. We're locked in. Oh, but how are we going to pass? You're right. Let's switch. Do you want to switch seats for just this? Yeah, sure. Okay. I guess here. Well, you see how she did that? Hey, do you guys want to switch seats? Okay. <laughs> no, we'll no. Switch. Wait. Oh, wait. you two. Oh, okay, no, sure. I meant, I meant us, but oh, sure, okay. go for it. Quick. Because how do we Devin play this Devin doesn't again? want my sweaty ear. Your things. Okay. The headphones are sweaty. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I just All right. said. He doesn't want mine. Okay. So, catchphrase. Um, what you do is, we're, we're a team. It's girls v. boys. So, you, uh, when I start, I give clues based on whatever word is here. I look at Morgan, and Morgan, you're the only one who guesses when I give the clues. So as soon as she guesses it, which will be quick because yeah. I'm a good clue giver and you're a good guesser. Yeah, that's not, no. I just hit next. Okay, so you hit mm-hmm. just the blue mm-hmm. and, and you pass to the person next okay. to you. When the beeping stops, if you're holding it, you lose. You lose. Goodness that, gracious. You play three rounds. Clues. I, clues, no words. Clues, just don't say the words. I'm competitive, so yeah, no numbers. Uh, no. What about rhyming? Can you We're rhyme? Lenient. I am too. No, you can't rhyme. Okay. And you can't say starts with. You left with. that out. I would have started rhyming. No rhyming, no starts with. Okay. But I say that we're... 
if you were playing at our house, that's what we always say, then we would not mess with that. <laughs> here, here you can kind of do okay. like we're not. Paige loves to, to tell the origin story of how this game was made just, and built. Shall, I just mean we're not going to be like we're not going to. Okay, be, okay. You know, here we go. The girls are going to win anyway. So nope, the boys typically okay, win. Here we go. Okay, okay. okay. Nope. Um, Devin, whoops. no problem. It's usually what happens. It's actually no problem. Devin, say when. When. Ooh, entertainment. Okay, ready. Oh. That's the okay, category. So that's the category. Yeah. Here we go. Okay, this was a show. People ate gross stuff like bugs. They'd have to like um, stick their hands in. Fear Factor. Yep. Ooh. It happens when you're in a band before something really cool is about to happen. Encore. Uh, uh, drum, when, drum line. Drummer. Uh, drum, and, drum beat. And, uh, when you can do it in a tumble. A, uh, oh, uh, uh, gosh. Uh, drum roll. Jeez. Yeah. Okay, this is, um, you would carry it like on your shoulder and Boom music box. would come out. God, we're locked in. <laughs> uh, this is the movie where the guy stuck his <laughs> in the cherry or apple. Uh, American Pie. Uh, not FM, but AM. And you listen to it on a radio. Oh, get out of here. Uh, it's a game show, uh, Trebek. Uh, Jeopardy. <laughs> Got him. Okay, um, this is, we don't have these anymore, but they came and they would always tell you what you could watch. VHS. Um, PG ratings. Based on the. <laughs> TV guy. Boys, watch. Trebek got him again. Trebek. That was a long TV round. Guy. Yeah, yeah. No, that's hard. That took I think a long we're time. Real, I think no, we're all really it. smart. You can keep oh, it. Can keep yeah. It. Okay. Oh, so just press start on this one. So this is or? game point for boys, or we have the opportunity to tie it. I like this game. No, Wait, keep what? the same category. Okay. If we win, we win. Just press start. Start just and press then give it to you? No, start and then you go. Yeah. Okay. All right. Here we go. Trebek. I thought I had absolutely no idea. You can do it next. You're fine. Your mother Trebek. All right. So if I'm a witch, what do I have? Powers. Magic. Magical powers. And then what do I do with that? Magic spells. Oh, what? Oh, Wheel of Fortune. Oh, God. Oh, gosh. Okay, so um, <laughs> the first word is like you do this to the top of a dog's head. Pat? Oh. Yep. Last word. Sajak. Yes! Ah! Can't believe I got that. Uh, this is one of those movies, Marvel. They, they have special powers. Um, Pro- Wolverine, Wolverine came from. Watch your hands. Hugh Jackman was an... Wolverine. Y-Z. Um, Blank X-Man. Y-Z. X-Man. Oh, dear. Uh, Spider-Man original woman. Uh, uh, Spider-Woman. Uh, no. Oh. Spider um, lady. Uh, uh, oh, Lois Lane. Woo! Ah! Kirsten Dunst. Yes. Dang, that was a hard one. Ooh. This is the game point Kirsten now. Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, that, that was, I, she was Lois Lane was Superman, I think. No, Lois right. Lane was you're definitely right. Superman. But you're right. She was in Superman. Kirsten Dunst. She was Dunst. in an interview Superman? with a vampire. Yeah, wasn't she? She kissed in, Toby Maguire upside down. Upside yes. Down. Yeah. I should have said kiss Toby Maguire upside down. <laughs> I would have said Lois Lane still. Yeah. I would have still gone I with knew, Lois Lane. I knew Jake wasn't going to get Kirsten Dunst. That was a tough one. We're good. Okay, do I do win again? What? Oh, yeah. sure. Oh, we're doing, doing a different for category. The third, do win. For sure, the third round, shaking it up. Yeah. No, you don't get to choose when, though, if you're you doing do, it. You do oh, when. Okay, when. So many categories. <laughs> oh, you were, <laughs> Wait, hitting, I did it you were hitting start, oh, stop. Category, start. Okay, here we go. Stop. Okay, okay now yeah. do it. Now start. When? Oh. Everything. Oh. Okay. Mm. This is tough. You can hit Pass next. it. Next. Next. Uh, it happens when you are Eclipse. carrying beer down a road and a cop pulls you over. You get a DUI, uh, DWI. You're not driving though. Uh, uh, it's a it's type driving? of charge that you get. Uh, not a felony, but a uh, misdemeanor. Yeah. Oh. Wow. And oh, wow. we went the beer route. All right. So they are they um <laughs> in baseball. They're the pitcher and they're getting ready to go. On Warm the, up. Back, uh, back up. But what are they in? In the bullpen. Yes. Oh jeez. Oh gosh. When you call someone and they don't answer, you have to. 
Call back. Nope. Uh, and you hang up. Where you put words onto on the hold, recorder. Uh, voicemail. Uh, message. What are you doing? Message to machine. It? No, when you when you leaving a message. <laughs> not this, but that. Uh, not uh, first, but last. Uh huh. We're in the the blank of February. Uh, 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 last. And that's the game. Game set match. Not gonna lie. That's, that's first boys win in about seven episodes. Uh, wow. Shoot. We are on that a dry spell. What a letdown for me. No, oh, no, okay. we, were, we were good clue givers. I feel like that was just purely a timing. What thing. was yeah. that? Oh, are you get out of here? Credit where credit is due. Last month. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I like that game. I do too. I do too. Right. Well, like well played. I need a, we're going to need a rematch. <laughs> yes. We're going to need yes. a, we're we'll have to need do a game, game night. night. Well, yes, exactly. You guys, thank you for coming. This, this was fun. This was awesome. Congrats on all your success. Thank, thank you. Guys. And I look forward to uh, bouncing around out of camp soon. <laughs> <Yeah>. Come on <laughs> in. Let's go. I can't wait to come back on the air with you. I know. Yeah. yeah. We'll get a date on. Fun. Oh, for sure. Okay. I can't wait for this podcast to end. Me too. Bye, guys. See ya. Oh, yeah. Thanks for listening, y'all. For past episodes and more, visit jakeandpage.com or get all up in iTunes or wherever you get your podcast with your fine self sitting on your fine couch. Mm-hmm. Talk to you next time. Mm. Yeah. I said, mm. Yeah.